The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Merry Christmas edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard here with Percy McCray. I surprised you, didn't I, Percy? Oh, yeah, you did, my friend. <laughs> Percy is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Now, Percy, the snow is falling gently to the earth outside. You've got the fire, you know, stoked here in the studio in the corner fireplace. It's Christmas time. I tell you, all we're missing is chestnuts roasting on an open fire, We right? can take care of that. <laughs> it's theater of the mind. Why yeah, not? Absolutely. Huh? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Merry Christmas, my friend. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you as well, There sir. you go. We are going to talk about Christmas today in the context of hope. Absolutely, because ultimately when we frame this, this theological, what I'd like to call phenomenon that's so important to us as believers is the fact that the birth of Christ— the mass of Christ, because when Christ was born, people gathered to witness that. Mm-hmm. That's the mass. Yeah. So that's why I often say Christ mass. There you go. So with that, the mass of Christ, the gathering of the birth of our Lord and Savior, it was the entrance of a prophesied hope to all humanity of the fulfillment of the promise of God to us. Well, we are going to open the scriptures here today as a part of our program. This is a very special edition of the program, and it's just just so wonderful to spend this Christmas time with our listeners. So thanks for joining us here, and please encourage others to join us during the coming year uh, on this podcast, which has become so popular. We're so appreciative of so many listeners now subscribing and listening Believe me, they're listening to what we say. Can you understand that? (laughs) (laughs) And and certainly from the depth of my heart, let me say thank you so much to everyone who has uh, subscribed, listened, and shared. Uh, We get some of your feedback, and and we are excited to know that there is something being done through this platform that truly is making a difference with this audience and this community. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to talk about this, but I also want us to offer this as a resource, what the Bible says about hope. Hmm. And when we think about that, it's it's an important dynamic because for me, as a basis of why I am a believer, I tell people all the time, I'm not a believer because of believers. I'm a believer because of the promises of the one who set the stage uh, for all that I am and all that I uh, intend to be. And that is the, the promises of God that gives us great hope about so many things that are pertinent and relevant to our lives every day. So we're going to talk about the power of hope and what the Bible has to say about it. All right. Well, celebrate Christmas with us now. Now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Do that by simply calling this phone number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. 
Which is great because hope is what we're talking about here today. Absolutely. And again, by definition, the Bible says that hope is an eager and an earnest expectation. And so we are eagerly and expecting some things that we believe that God has promised to us. And that gives us great hope. Well, with that fire burning in the fireplace across the way here and with the snow falling outside, why don't you take us to the Word of God? Well, we want to read our spiritual nugget to establish a foundation for this conversation today, found in Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses six, that basically says this, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Mm goes on to say, and I love this passage, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Can we camp out on this passage for a little while? Surely can. I mean, here we are at Christmas, and this prophecy was given, what, seven or 800 years before the birth of Christ? Absolutely. So let's talk about the attributes that, of God that really come forth here. Well, when we think about, and as we should with regard to all Scripture, we need to see how we can practically apply that so that we can begin to um, uh, absorb and then begin to benefit from uh, those principles that we extract from the Word of God. And there are four attributes of Jesus and Christ that are mentioned in this passage of Scripture. First and foremost, that is highlighted or mentioned is the word wonderful counselor. Hmm. When we begin to think about the trials and tribulation of our day, the struggles and and the mass confusion that in times of trouble, in times of distress, we need some counsel. And so one of the things that we have a hope toward in believing and understanding about the promises of God is that Christ is a wonderful counselor. And again, uh, defined or understood as supernatural source of extraordinary wisdom. Hmm. There are times that we need that. I know I'll speak for me, Wayne, there have been great times of distress in my life that I needed the great yeah. and supernatural, extraordinary wisdom of God because right. my mental capacity could not figure or factor what I was going through and how I was going to work my way through that. But by the Spirit of God, I received and leaned upon his supernatural source of extraordinary wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask, ask. God yeah. who gives liberally. That's right? exactly uh-huh. right. So wonderful counselor is the first attribute that we see. Then the second that we find in this context of this scripture is mighty God. When we begin to talk about God, uh, you know, and there's a lot of conversation in the marketplace today about who is God, what is God. There are different gods that people uh, tend to believe that there uh, exist. But when we talk about the God, the Lord of hosts, uh, he is the mighty capital G-O-D, not a small G-O-D. He's the mighty God, which represents divine strength and power. Because at the end of the day, when we're fighting against the principalities and the principles of darkness and evil and wickedness that exist in high places, we need to have the divine strength and power that exists and only comes from the throne room of the mighty God that we serve. And at today, uh, as we go down this road and as we look at where we are, we often need to lean upon the divine strength and the power that comes from above. Yeah, well, you're listening to the Christmas edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And so we're taking this opportunity to uh, talk about these things today. In a moment, we'll talk more specifically about what the Bible says about hope. But Percy, I just want to 
camp out, as I said, on these uh, these attributes that we find in Isaiah. Absolutely. And then the, uh, the third attribute that is listed there in that scripture in our text is everlasting father. How pertinent is this school of thought? Let me paint a picture here in the day and age where people talk about, you know, uh, dads who are not available, dads who are not emotionally available for their children or not existing in their lives. This particular attribute, everlasting Everlasting Father, the ultimate protector, provider, and care that never quits. We have a God who is ever present in the time of need and trouble. He is always available to us, and we have direct access to him 24 hours, seven days a week. Hmm. It is an attribute that we can really rely upon that God is available whenever and wherever and however we need him at the time of trouble. And then finally, we read this. He's the Prince of Peace. Well, the Prince of Peace says it all, doesn't it? The one who provides peace with ourselves, peace with one another, and peace with God. And Lord knows we need this attribute today more than any time before in a world that is in conflict, uh, families that are in conflict, uh, nations that are in conflict, et cetera, et cetera. We then, for uh, for those of us who really believe in the scriptures and believe in the promises of them, that we have access to the Prince of Peace, he who provides peace and peace who, who that exists within us and available to us uh, as the one who provides to us peace with one another, uh, peace with our God, as we continue to work through the turbulent times of our day, we have access to the peace of God that passes all understanding, yeah, the yeah. scripture tells us. As we often say, that'll preach, won't it? It will, all day <laughs> I'm long. I'm sure you have. I, absolutely. That dog will hunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christmas is about Jesus. It's his birthday after all. Uh, and it's good news. Mm. Jesus brought good news. He, he brought great news. And now that I've had the opportunity to visit the Holy Land and uh, I've been to Bethlehem and just to kind of see that environment. What a powerful experience. It, it really truly is. And it's life altering and changing when, when you then think about the birth of Christ and and what came with that, the good news at the end of the day is something profound. Philip Brooks uh, captured the heart of Christmas with one line uh, that was in the carol that he wrote, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And it basically said this in summary, what Christmas means to us or should mean to us is the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in the tonight hmm. in the little town of Bethlehem. God met the hopes of all humanity by birth of his son, Jesus Christ. And that's why there was a mass. That's why people gathered because they were each anxiously anticipating this hope being delivered unto us. Yeah. God brought hope to all people, regardless of race, creed, color. I mean, it's for everyone. And we need to continue to remind ourselves in, in the day and time of separation, division, and, and angst and distress among groups and tribes and cultures and etc. that this was part of the ultimate promise and the delivery of the birth of Christ that brought that to all men, all nations, all creeds, all colors, that we have access to that right now. And we need to live from that place. And we need to be distributors and arbiters of that as we meet one another in the marketplace. We already read from Isaiah chapter 9. May I read from Luke 2? Please, just, I mean, there's so much that we could uh, read from Scripture here. But just uh, these, these two verses, uh, verses uh, 10 and 11 of Luke 2. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Boy, you talk about hope. 
Hope. There it is. It's, it's sitting right there. And again, for me, certainly uh, when I turn on the news, when I hear certain things that are going on, I remind myself and I go back to the foundational principles of the point and the purpose and the potential of what was done on that old uh, wonderful day of when Christ was born and came into the earth's realm, that we have access to that. And that gives us a great hope to continue to work through all that we face. Uh, And for obviously for this audience, that includes sickness and disease at the end of the day. That's part of that promise and that plan. Well, for the rest of our time, I want us to focus on that word hope. And we will get started on that in just a moment. Uh, We're celebrating Christmas with Percy McRae of Cancer Treatment Centers of America today with hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about the questions you may have about your treatment options. And you can do that simply by calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I have an idea. Why don't we take the the next few minutes that we're going to talk about and put that in the form of a resource we can offer to our listeners? You know what? That's a great idea, Wayne. It was my idea. It was Mark's idea, our producer, but why not, huh? It it is a great idea, and so uh, we'll certainly formulate uh, these thoughts and and make it available so that individuals may be able to download this and, again, share this uh, as uh, as you will, free uh, to any and everyone, uh, and hopefully, again, it continues to reignite and reinforce the hope of God. Yeah. Okay. It's called What the Bible Says About Hope, and it's available right now at the website. See how quickly Mark could put that together for I'll us? tell you what, he's amazing. <laughs> All right. What the Bible Says About Hope, you can download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. But let's talk about it. Well, with that, let's talk about certain um, dimensions and dynamics of the Word of God. I, I remember when I was pastoring, people would often say, well, well, what does God say about this, Reverend McCray? Or at that time, they called me Pastor P. What does God say about this? I said, well, let's go to the Word of God and let's see what did God actually say. And so with respect to that, what did the Bible or does the Bible say about hope? So let's start first with the fact that God, uh, in God and with God and through God, hope in God's protection. At the end of the day, again, when we we use the attribute of him being father, uh, one of the dynamics that comes to my mind is that, you know, my dad was a tremendous protector. Mm. And so let's talk about hope and God's protection found in Psalms, the 16th chapter, verses 8 through 10. And it reads as follows. I have set the Lord always before me, praise God, because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices, my flesh always will rest in hope. 
When we have hope in someone protecting us and looking out for us, we have the ability then to rest, to begin to relax a little bit. And the stress and the tension of the world that we live in literally can kill us dead. We need to be able to have a resting place in the protection of God that will allow us to relax and catch our breath from the stress and struggle of the day. Boy, I love that thought. Hope in God's protection. And then we have the thought that I think is important is that hope Hope in God's strength. There's no reason in serving a God who is not doesn't have any strength, doesn't have any power. That's exactly right. (laughs) At the end of the day, I thought my dad could beat up anybody else's dad on the block. My dad can do anything your dad can do. That's exactly right. And I would dare people to challenge that. And my dad lived up to that. He's like, let me go out there and figure out what's going on. So let's talk about hope in God's strength. Found in Psalms 31, 24, this thought basically tells us this. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Again, the hope of God and and God's hope provides strength to us and the ability to work through, again, the dynamics of the day because we feel strengthened by the power of our Heavenly Father. Let me get personal with you. Yes. Have you had to apply this in your life? Listen, I'm still applying it right now. Not had, am, because at the end of the day, I like everyone else. And I'm not ashamed, Wayne, to admit the fact that I'm human, my friend. Mm. I'm flawed. Uh, There are days that I feel that, you know, can I go another step? Can I work through this dynamic? And can I work through this challenge? And I have to apply these principles to my life accordingly, just as anyone else does. And really, that's the that's the whole point of the exercise. None of us have graduated from the school of hard knocks. And if we think we have, <laughs> we're fooling ourselves. That's right. Yeah. Uh, as my mom would say, it may not be raining today, but stick around. You better have an umbrella with you tomorrow <laughs> because it is liable and certainly sure to rain at some point in our lives. The issue is, are we? do we have the proper gear to work through the rainy days of our life? So, yes, sir, I absolutely do and continue to do All so. Right, we're talking about hope. What the Bible says about hope, you can download this right now at Health hopeandinspiration.com. There's hope in God's protection. There's hope in God's strength. What's next? Well, how about this, Wayne? Hope in God's unfailing love. We are in a day and age where we talk about relationships that come and go, marriages that fail, et cetera, et cetera. When we talk about the relationship that we have with God, we have a commitment that his love is unfailing. So Psalms 33 and 18 helps us to understand this by saying, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope is in his unfailing love. So at the end of the day, my best friend or whatever, uh, that love may come and go. But at the end of the day, we should be reminded that the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him and understand the fact that his hope is in, our hope is in the fact that his love is never failing and never ending. He never fails. I'm just sitting here thinking about what this must mean to someone who's going through something, some deep waters right now. Absolutely. There's someone I'm sure that right now is going through it, as my grandmother used to say, I'm going through it. Yeah, and Christmas time can be an especially tough time. Well, it's important to note that there are studies that strongly suggest that people experience high levels of depression at Christmas time. To highlight this point, Wayne, I'd like to read a small excerpt from a published report by the National Center for Biotechnology entitled The Christmas Effect on Psychopathology. It says this, in a 1980 study of Chicago area college students who were investigated, 420 participants expressed their feelings about the Christmas holiday. The three most endorsed study themes were loneliness, 
anxiety, and helplessness. Hmm. The investigators concluded that one of the most relevant factors in Christmas depressions is the individual's belief in the myth that everyone else is having a good time and engaged in loving family relationships. Clearly a wish but not necessarily a fact. Mm -hmm. And so there could very well be someone right now who needs to know and hear specifically uh, with regard to the last point that God's love is never failing, regardless of what anyone is doing or not doing for you during this holiday season, what gift you may or may not give uh, that you think should be underneath the tree. Be reminded of the opening scripture, the greatest gift that we ever got We've already received That's that right. great gift, yeah. and we now benefit from that. You may be trying to keep up by taking notes on what we're talking about here today. J- just do this. Go to the website and download what we're talking about, what the Bible says about hope. You'll find everything right there. So r- relax and just enjoy this survey of the Scriptures here together Amen. with Percy. Amen. All right, what's the next category of hope? The next category of hope is we need to be reminded of the hope in God's promises. See, God's promises are true. And so according to Psalms 119, 49, and 50, it basically says, remember your promise to me. This is a challenge by the writer to say, God, I want you to remember what you said to me. Remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Oh, I love this. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all, not some, not a few, but in all of my troubles. And so we have a reminder today that at the end of the day that we can actually remind God about his promises that he's made to us. God's not insulted. His feelings is not hurt. And so we have the writer here saying, remember your promises to me. And again, I love the fact he says that that is my only hope. Yeah. Because uh, the hope of man and the hope of people can come and go. Everything else is going to fall away. Absolutely. it'll be, It's going to burn up. All going to burn up wood, stubble, and hay. But the hope of God lives on, and we can count on that and to comfort us in all of our troubles. And then there's hope in the very Word of God. Well, the, the point of God's Word is... Uh, you may remember, and I'm I'm somewhat old enough to remember the era when when your word was your bond. <laughs> you know, today that's not so true. Yeah. But there was a time and a place when a man gave his word to it's another true. human being. Yeah. He stood by that and he meant that even to his own harm. Well, where did that concept come from? It came from God. God started that school of thought, and that's who He is. And so we have we can have hope in God's word. And so Psalms one nineteen and one fourteen basically says, "You are." My my hiding place and my shield, I hope in your word. If God said it, God will do it. He will perform it. One other scripture basically tells us, and we can rely upon the word of God today, that if he speaks that word, the Bible says he's not as a man that he should lie, and he is not as the son of man that he should have to repent. The word repent means change your mind. So God's word is good, and we can count on it, and we can stand on that word today. So someone listening Go and stand on God's precious promises and believe that those promises will be fulfilled in your life. We are celebrating Christmas here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're doing that by surveying what the Bible says about hope. And uh, we're going to take our time with this because there's, there's a few more we want to talk about here, Percy. We're in a no time concern. It's Christmas time. You hey. Know, relax. Hey, on Christmas, you wake up late, you put on your jammies, <laughs> you sit and watch football games, you eat a lot of food, take a nap, and you do it all over again. So we're going to pace ourselves on a nice Christmas. Christmas Day with the promises of our Lord based upon what God has said. And so our next category. All right, let's keep on track here. If it's okay with you, I'll do I will do just that is 
hope in God's power. When we talk about, again, God, we're talking about someone who is all powerful. There's strength. There's power. Again, we made the example earlier about uh, having a father who you thought could beat up anybody else's dad who was big and powerful. So hope in God's power. Isaiah 40 and 31 basically tells us this. But those who hope, hallelujah, in the Lord will renew their strength. Praise God. They will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Mm. This is one of my favorite scriptures because of the imagery around the animal that's being used here. If anyone has ever gotten a good close look at an yeah. eagle up close. Where they soar. First oh. of all, it is a gigantic bird. <laughs> if right. you ever see yeah. one up, I mean, they're huge and they look so powerful and so majestic at the end of the day. I was thinking the same word. Absolutely. But the other thing about an eagle is when it talks about the, the benefit of, of hope in God's power is that eagles do not fly in low-lying areas. Hmm. Notice that eagles do not hang out with chickens and ducks. <laughs> I tell people all the time. I never thought of that. I tell people all the time, you've got to make a decision. Either you want to be a chicken, a duck, or an eagle. Yeah, you might put turkey in that category. Or turkey too. <laughs> as well. But eagles fly at high altitudes, and they are majestic, powerful birds. So when we begin to understand the hope in God's power, and based upon this scripture, that that will renew our strength, and it will allow us to soar and fly like an eagle, and it will allow us to run and not grow weary, that we may be able to walk and not be faint. That's a powerful school of thought. All right. Well, I, you, you're on a roll here, but can I, can I pause for just a moment? All right, I'm going to let you hit the pause button, okay. but I need you to get, re-engage me when you finish. I will. I okay. promise. We're going to continue talking about what the Bible says about hope, and we're going to continue to offer this to you on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But one more thing I want you to know about today. We developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet the need of those going through a cancer journey. So if you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. And when you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our monthly informative email newsletter. Here's what you do. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see the Our Journey of Hope logo. Uh, click on that and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. Once again, the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And let me point out that what we're talking about today, these, uh, these scripture verses that are just so wonderful to hear again from our friend Pastor Percy McRae here, these verses are put in a resource that you can download at the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We've talked about God's protection, His strength, His unfailing love, His promises, God's word offering us hope, God's power. You got quite a list here, brother. Well, we want to make sure we cover this ground well, because when we talk about the power of God, we're talking about all inclusive. We're not leaving anything out of this list. And so we have a couple of more things we want to yeah. share with people. It's today. a great theme to, at Christmas time as well. It is a great thing, because, again, at the end of the day, notice this, Wayne. Have you thought about how many commercials, how much advertisement uses and attempts to uh, uh, exploit the term hope today? That's true. Because yeah. I believe that the world is yearning for to find hope 
in something or someone. So let's go back to the source of all hope. Okay. And we're talking about God, the creator of all the universe. And we can hope in God's provision, can't we? Well, when we talk about God, there is certainly something to be understood about the fact that God... God, he's not an absentee father, praise God. He's a provider. And so when we look at that, Jeremiah 17, chapter 17, verse 7 and 8 basically tells us this. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Why? And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees that are planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought, their leaves shall stay green and they never stop producing fruit. This is a profound scripture. I've preached out of it a million times in talking about being connected to the source of life, which is God. That we, The analogy here is that we shall be like a tree that is planted by rivers of living water. Beautiful and, image. And our roots grow deep into that soil and is being uh, nurtured and supplied by the nutrients that God provides to us that will allow us ultimately never to have our leaves wither and that we will always be productive. Have you noticed why when you go buy fruit uh, and and vegetables in the grocery store, they call that the produce section? <laughs> because these are areas theoretically that have been produced by, by being nurtured and by being cared for. So when we talk about uh, the produce of God, we are the fruit of his labor, praise God. We are the handiwork of his creation. And when we have our, our roots planted in him, he says that our leaves shall never wither and that we will always produce fruit. Hmm. All right, keep going, man. I, I'd love to hear about hope. Well, when we talk about hope, let's talk about hope in God's divine plan. At the end of the day, God is not uh, extemporaneous. God is not knee-jerk. God just, just doesn't up and do stuff. God is a planner. So when we look at that, let's look, uh, listen to Jeremiah 29 and 11 that says this, For I know, who knows? God knows. For I know the plans I have for you. Forget about your cousin and your aunt and your uncle and what they think. <laughs> what does God say? For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, praise God, and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I think about the old Robert Young program called Father Knows Knows Best. Best. Whatever the dynamics were with his family, at the end of every episode, he came up with a solution to take care of every scenario (laughs) and every issue that his children and his wife were facing because Father Knows Best. In this particular case, spiritually speaking, our Heavenly Father knows best. He has a plan for our lives. So no matter what we're going through and whatever is happening to us, we need to understand that there is a divine plan that God has for each and every one of us. And that plan has good stuff that is uh, that has been in store for us to allow us to be all that he has called us to be. So be reminded today that there is hope in the divine plan that God has for your life. And in a manner of speaking, the delivery system for God's hope is this Holy Spirit. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit and, of course, his word. Uh, Again, if we want to know what the will of God for our lives, we need to read the word of God. And then when we're able to absorb the word of God, then we're able to access the spirit of God that comes to deliver and keep. Teaches us. And teaches us, leads us and guides us, it says, into all truth. That the Holy Spirit is the comforter to comfort us and to lead us and guide us into all truth. So hope in God's divine plan, my friend. 
All right, bring it home for us now, our list of what the Bible says about hope. And so a couple of more here. Hope in the Holy Spirit. We just made that reference to the Holy Spirit. It says in Romans, the 15th chapter and the 13th verse, may the God of hope, notice how this scripture starts out, not the God that gives hope, not the God that has hope, may the God of hope, I want you to catch this, Fill you with all joy, hallelujah, and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow. Ooh, I love this. With hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, who is the source of the very thing that we need, when we connect ourselves to that via the Spirit of God, we'll begin to overflow in the thing that God is. God is hope. He doesn't give hope. He doesn't have hope. He is hope, praise God. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, this entire list is available as our featured resource right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. What the Bible says about hope. But I have a feeling you're not quite done here, are you? Not quite, not quite. I'm getting there. Every good preacher <laughs> says warming up. Yeah, every good preacher says he's closing at least three times. So with that, I'm closing. One more thing. I'm closing. I got one more point to make. I'm getting there. Then we need to talk about the hope in God's faithfulness. God is is faithful, praise God. So Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 23 says, let us, praise God, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. I think the key to this scripture is understanding who's the promiser. When we talk about he who promised, we're talking about God. God keeps his promises. He is a promise keeper. And so when we uh, understand that we can have hope in God's faithfulness on our behalf, and I don't know about you, Wayne, I can't tell your story, but I can (laughs) tell mine. And at the end of the day, I can say with confidence, God has never broken his word to me. Everything that God has ever promised me, He has kept every promise. It may not have been delivered the way that I wanted or when I wanted it to be delivered, but he kept every promise to Percy McCray. And I stand tall today to declare that. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to keep going here? Uh, uh, Well, you know, just a little bit. Give me a little more time. All right. You got it. Just a little more time. All right. All right. And so uh, let's talk about uh, one of my favorite schools of thought, hope in God's refuge. Oh, yeah. And so found in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, verse 18 and 19 says, so God has given both his promise and his oath. Ooh, I love it. Mm. These two things are unchangeable (laughs) because it is impossible, praise God, for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain uh, in God's inner sanctuary. I just want to highlight the last sentence. It's so important for people who have boats, people who have been out on the water and the ocean. There's something that you have on a boat called an anchor. Mm-hmm. And this scripture tells us that God's promises, God is trustworthy, that it is an anchor for our souls. The word soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. When we are tossed to and fro by the tribulations of the day, by the struggles of our day, by the challenges of our day, we need an anchor to hold us in place. And the anchor is an ancient symbol of Christianity. That is exactly correct. So it is there to hold us in place when the storm winds try to blow up against us, that we are not blown away, but we are standing still. It goes back to the previous scripture. We shall be like a tree 
that is planted, planted, planted by the rivers of waters and that our roots grow deep. So a tree that has deep roots can't just get blown away by any little storm that comes along. And so God's hope for us as a refuge also is an anchor for our souls. And all of the hope you've talked about so far, to use the word again, is anchored in the resurrection. Absolutely. There's hope in the resurrection. There is hope in there's there's hope in the birth and resurrection of who Christ is to us. And that's why those two bookends are so important from a Christian theology perspective at the end of the day. And so we must understand and be persuaded by that two by those two principles. You want to take us to that passage in First Peter? Uh, Let's go there right now. And it says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth, praise God, into a living hope. Notice the type of hope that God gives us. Not an old hope, not a stale hope, not a dead hope, but a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have to you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Now there's a lot said here oh, so to boy. try to synthesize this very quickly to the to the point that you asked that when we talk about the resurrection what does the word resurrect mean? Something that appeared to be dead that now still yet lives. Mm-hmm. And so God is the resurrection because he can take dead things that appeared dead and bring them back to life, praise God. And so when we understand the power of the resurrection we also have hope in the resurrection and we all are uh, expecting to stand before the Father in eternity to say, listen, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's the resurrection and the hope that we believe in and that we are expecting that ultimately and the end of the day gives us the ability to have great joy or to be able to rejoice that though now for a little while we need to understand that Our time here in the earthly realm, uh, though it's 60, 70, 80 years, whatever it is, in comparison to eternity, Mm -hmm. is just a little while, just a Mm -hmm. little blip on Mm -hmm. the map that for a little while we may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. But praise be unto God that there is a better day coming. And you know what? We read at the end of the book, and from a Christian perspective, we cheated and read at the end of the book. <laughs> and at the end of the day, based upon what that says, we're going to win at the end. <laughs> and so today we are talking about the power of the hope of God and what the Word of God says about hope. What a wonderful Christmas time meditation here from Percy McRae, Reverend Percy McRae, our host on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless you. Thank you for this. This has encouraged my heart, and I trust that our listeners will take this move into this Christmas season and beyond, just recalling all these great messages of hope from God's Word. And if they'd like to review them, download the resource. Absolutely. Uh, The resource will be available. You can download these. You can use these for devotionals. You can use these for Bible studies. But this is our gift to you, both on behalf of Help, Hope, and Inspiration, Wayne Shepherd and Pastor P. This is our great gift to you of our Lord and our God. Be blessed on this day. Thank you for listening. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com where you can download the resource and you can subscribe to this podcast. If you're not a regular listener, subscriber, do that online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Merry Christmas. Great to spend this time with you, Percy. God bless my friend. I'll see you on the other side. And Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.